Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get started, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod brought to you by Sideline Sport. I'm your host, Khaled Abdallah, joined by my co-host, Osama Dahoud, and a very special guest, NBA rookie Trevor Hudgens of the Houston Rockets and the Rio Grande Valley Vipers on a two-way contract. Trevor uh, balled out in college for the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats, where he led the team to three consecutive Division II championships, perhaps four, if they didn't cancel the 2020 tournament because of COVID, and was named the Division II Player of the Year in 21 and 22. He was also the Division II Tournament uh, Most Outstanding Player twice, was named First Team All-American twice, and won a ton of other awards that make up one of, if not the most, decorated careers in Division II history. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Trevor Hudgens of the Houston Rockets. Well, first of all, thanks, Trevor. Really appreciate you hopping on with us, man, uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule uh, to talk about your, uh, you know, your journey to the NBA, uh, your college career, and everything else uh, you know, in between. So uh, yeah, what, what are you up to these days, man, gearing up for the season? Like, how, how are things going during the offseason here? Um, you know, it's just pretty much just working, honestly, just working out. Uh, I was up at my college for about a week and a half working out with my coach, um, after summer league, cause we get a, a little two week break. So I was up there and I just got back to Houston last night. Um, and we're going to start up, uh, team workouts here, um, tomorrow. And so just pretty much waiting for that. Um, probably going to be a little bit busy. Um, these next couple of weeks, but yeah, just pretty much working out and just enjoying it. Yeah. So, I mean, how soon after, uh, I know you just wrapped up summer league. I should have started off with that. Um, you just wrapped up summer league. So how soon, you know, after summer league, do you get back with the team? You know, do they give you like a specific workout plan to follow things like that? Do they put you in touch with somebody at the team to connect you with? Like how, how does that process go? Um, at right after the last game in summer league, they kind of just said, all right, y'all have a two week break. Like you can go on vacation, do whatever you want, relax, you know, get your mind off of the draft and summer league and just everything and just come back refreshed and stuff like that. Um, you know, they just gave us two weeks. So, I mean, I just went home, saw my family for like two days and I just went straight back to my college and was working out ever since. And I just got back to Houston and uh, they don't really, they don't really say too much. They don't really check up on you. They just, hey, just come back this day. Just get a refresher, take a break, um, ease your mind, and then get back to work when you get back. It's like, yeah, you're you're an adult now. You can kind of take yeah. care of yourself yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so with training camp coming up, I think at the end of September. Mm-hmm. You know, so you said you got some team activities. Is it strictly rookies? Is it a mix of vets? Do you know what what's coming up in the next few weeks? Um, I know we have like a team trip. Um, I think it's around the middle of September. Um, but from here to then is, uh, you know, just working out, 
Um, I think we got one more little break we have in between. Then we have media day and stuff like that. But, you know, just all around, it's just pretty much what you want to do. If you want to just stick around in Houston and work out or do you want to go back to a trainer like I do, I just go back to my coach and work out with him. But you pretty much have, you know, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. But, yeah, I don't know what other people do quite yet. I haven't met all the, the whole guys yet. Yeah. Um, uh, just the rookies and people from summer league, but um excited to get back to work. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I mean, you, you mentioned your coach a few times. So, I mean, that, I think that's a good, good segue. I want to talk about your journey and, and, you know, you're coming up in Kansas. Um, so I know you grew up in, in Manhattan, Kansas, for those of you guys that don't know, that's where, you know, Kansas state university is. Uh, was that your goal coming up? Did you, is that something that you envisioned doing? I know it didn't quite work out that way, but is that something that you hope to do growing up? Um, like honestly, like I wasn't even like thinking I was I was gonna go to K State. Like I don't know. I, I feel like my my high school like there wasn't a lot of people that went D one out of my high school. Um, I mean Manhattan only has one high school. Our rival school is thirty minutes away. Our whole league we play is forty minutes away. So I mean. The whole town's like what, like sixty thousand people, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's not that big. It's secluded from everything, you know. what I mean, but as a college, it's a college town. I mean, it has some things, but with yeah. one high school, it's just hard to, you know, have that competitive atmosphere as like a Kansas City, Missouri, or you know, yeah, which for sure. all has stuff like that. So I mean, it's just kind of difficult um, to kind of get looked at <laughs> out in Manhattan because. Everyone's like, oh, if you're good enough, you go to K-State. But, I mean, yeah. if you're if K-State doesn't think you're good enough, then, I mean, no one's looking looking at you. You know what I mean? So, wow. Okay. when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I was like, I wasn't really thinking about, like, K-State or even D1. Like, not a big one or, a mid, like, maybe a mid-major or something. But, like, just growing up, um, I wasn't always just, like, a diehard K-State fan. Like, I used to watch NBA over college stuff and like i rather watch i rather watch you know the warriors play than i don't for know sure, for sure and yeah so um that's always been me growing up and uh just growing up through high school um i started getting like offers and talking to a lot of d2 guys that were from the league i was in um and i kind of understood by the end of my like senior year that like that's probably the league i was going to be in and probably a team um, for mm-hmm. me in there so that's that's pretty much my journey through high school so did was, you oh I was gonna say did you at any point think you know maybe going the juco route over a d2 school um, you made that decision not really I didn't really think about juco um I had a mm-hmm. AAU coach that coached at uh, a juco and I think Missouri or something like that and he was telling me, he's like, nah, Juco, like you, you better than that. Like I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Like I didn't, I didn't have no clue what Juco ball was like, yeah, yeah. but he just told me like, nah, you need to go to a place where like, they're actually going to develop you where you're going to play with a good team and stuff like that. And like, don't just go somewhere where you have to, you know, shoot the ball a hundred times and you got to play with people that really don't care. Like there's but it's not, I'm not saying all Juco's like that. That's just what he just said, you know, around 
where I, I was kind of the reputation. Yeah, right? yeah, the reputation mm-hmm. of what it is and how he explained it to me because he was just being blunt with me because, you know, I don't like beating around the bush. So he was just saying, like, you need to go to a good program, like straight off the bat and, you know, just have a career there. And so when he told me that, that was probably like my sophomore year in high school. So I, I never really thought about JUCO. Um, NAIA, like – I was I was thinking NAIA, D2, um, just stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, just coming out of Kansas, especially a Manhattan kid. Tell us more about that. Like we know you could shoot the lights out. You have you could ball. You have some really great highlights. Um, and so congrats on your success so far. You, you growing up in Manhattan, what was that like? I, I for those that may not be familiar, it's a college town. What was your life like growing up? um like sports like or like just no trevor's life (laughs) like all right so um i mean my dad my dad's a pastor um my mom she works at k-state um she's at the career center as a director um and i have an older brother older sister we're all four years apart i'm the youngest um you know just a just a local kid from manhattan honestly just I like to chill. I'm I'm never too up and down, uh, as everyone sees. Like me playing basketball, that's exactly how I am off the court. Um, I really I really just be hanging out with my my friends, my teammates. Um, whether that be going to movies, going to bowl, you know, just anything. Um, really uh, down to earth. Um, but as everyone knows, I'm just chill. Never never up or <laughs> up or down. So. That's, that's, that's me. definitely coming through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is if anyone else in the family an athlete? Um, my brother was, he played football and basketball uh, in Manhattan and all that. And uh, he did go the Juco route. He went to Butler for a year and he stopped, but uh, that was pretty much it for everyone else. I think. With both of you being athletes, was it pretty competitive growing up between you and him? It was very, very competitive. Yep. Yep. I definitely, yeah, I definitely remember those days of him beating up little brother. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was asking because I was the same way. I, I, play, I played football growing up, and me and my brothers always used to chase each other around the house. A lot of broke, broken doors. Yeah, yeah. A lot of holes in walls and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a question for you about when it's what it's like to be an athlete on the transparency side, like, you know, we work in like how and I work in the private sector and you do performance reviews and people talk about what you're good at and what you're not good at. You're, you're a great shooter. When you look at the scattering report on yourself, how do you react to something like that? They say, Oh, he's six feet tall, a great shooter, but he's kind of small. You could be like, how, how do you prepare yourself when you go, wait, wait a damn minute. Like when you see stuff like that. Um, like overall, like now or like in college and stuff like that, just what whatever whatever people say. Um, I mean, I just I just kind of I take it all in, and then I just kind of understand how I play my game and how I play basketball in general. And um, then I think about like where I'm from, like like Northwest, you know, like we're very efficient. And, and consistent at the same time so I feel like I'm a smart basketball player I have a lot of counters for what people say or what people are doing on the court I mean 
I, I feel like my college coach is one of the smartest coaches in, in the world. Um, and he's taught me a lot just in college. And I feel like when people say like, oh, he's six foot, um, like we can attack him or something like that. I feel like the way, the way I got taught playing in college and then also just my my I have strong legs you know I'm not I'm not a skinny six foot like I'm pretty I saw you get into some dudes in summer league and you yeah. you're not scared to mix it up for sure yeah so. not at all <laughs> so I mean like so what I've been taught and what I what I know I could do I'm I feel like I I hold my own a little bit um and I, I feel like I'm just smart enough to understand what I should be doing what I what I can't do what I can do you know what I mean like I'm not going to try to go block Paulo at the rim like I'm not about to do that but well, I try to get underneath him on the three-point line. Yeah, I'll probably try to do that and try to make take take his angle away and like push up on him and stuff. Make him shoot a hard shot, you know, something something over me because you know he's going to shoot over me regardless. So I might as well get him off balance a little bit or something when it like drives or do something, you know. But I just I just think about that stuff. I think about um, the logistics of you know how I could play and just being smarter than the guy in front of me what, what did you know that you were that you could play at an elite level you look at when at one point in your life did you realize i could do this i could play at the next level um i want to say i want to say that covid year when it when it honestly clicked for me was the in my double H championship game, my sophomore year, I, I would guess the 2020 year that stuff got canceled. Um, I remember that game, like the championship game, uh, Cam Martin, he was the big for Missouri Southern. Uh, he transferred to KU, he was a really great player. Um, and I just remember that whole game, we were going back to like back and forth. And I felt like I had the whole game, like, in control. I was taking great shots. I was getting people involved. I was, like, like a complete takeover game. Like, and I remember I remember we ended, ended that game, and we won. And I remember just thinking, like, like that was probably my, my best game I've ever had. And, like, at that time, I was, like, I felt, I felt like, like, man, like, I – I could really do this. Like I could really elevate my game or I could, I could play at this level all the time. Like I'll be something special. And uh, I just remember that game, the feeling I had after that game, I was like, man, like we got a lot of work to do. I was a sophomore and, you know, sports, but junior in in school. And uh, ever since then, uh, I feel like the next time I felt that was after my junior season um I had two workouts with the Grizzlies and the Raptors and the first one was Memphis and I I was shocked. This is after sorry this is after the 2021 season right yeah and I was like I was like man they want me to work out like what like just a little dude from D2 like I thought it was just one workout I, thought I was just gonna do Memphis and you know go down there see what it was like um and I, I did pretty well. I feel like I did decent. I was with uh, Jose Alvarado down there um, working out and all these guys. And they're like, yeah, this is my fourth workout. This is my fifth workout. I was like, man, this is my first and probably my last. Uh, but I worked out and I did all right. And then 
I went back to my school. My coach was like, hey, the Raptors want to work out. I was like, all right, well, let's do it. And then after that, after I did that one, I was like, I was like, man, I could, I could possibly, I might be, might be, you know, good enough to even like scratch the G League. That's what I felt like. I felt like I could just, maybe I can get on a roster on the G League or something, or I can just be in a good league overseas, maybe. Um, and then. But did these, these teams give you feedback, like do, before and after they tell you like, this is your potential draft spot. This is where they saw you, or was it just uh, a workout? My, and then... Not my, um, not after the 2021 season. Okay. They, they didn't really give me a lot of stuff. They kind of just said, oh, you could develop like a floater or mid-range, you know, because my college, we shoot layups and threes and we're efficient with that. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really There's basketball shooting, in this era. Yeah, right? <laughs> wasn't even shooting any mid-range floaters, anything like that. Um, so both both teams kind of said, oh, you could, you could fix that and you could, you know, improve your game by that. So, you know, after that, um, so my senior year, 21-22 season, um, I, you know, I just, I felt like I was playing a complete game for my college self. I still feel like I have a lot of room to grow and a lot of things to learn, but like I was playing a complete game for what I've been preparing for, for, you know, my senior year, um, championship level, championship effort type stuff. Like I felt like just, you know, being a, a better leader that year, I felt like everything just was improved from the past years, previous seasons. Um, and after that year, um, I felt like I could do some, I felt the, my confidence was up. Um, I felt like, I felt like I, I did really well in the championship game. So it got me, um, some looks from scouts and stuff like that. Um, and then, I was talking to a couple of agents, picked my agent after the season. Um, then once I picked my agent, that's when, you know, a lot of teams started contacting him and he was talking to me and stuff. And then that's when I was like, yeah, this might be a possibility. This, this might be something. Um, I might actually, you know, scratch, scratch NBA stuff. Now scratch, yeah. scratch a roster in the NBA now. Um, cool. And yeah, it happened, happened to work out and it was God's will. So yeah. extremely blessed. So, yeah. But before we get into, I mean, the NBA, cause I definitely want to talk about your, the, the pre-draft process and working out with the Rockets and all that. I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, your time at, at Northwest Missouri. So I covered this in the intro. You guys won three consecutive national championships. Maybe you would have won a fourth if they didn't cancel that tournament uh, in 2020 because of COVID. Uh, and you were the player of the year, two years running, you know, what, what was it like being so dominant at that level? Did you, after your red shirt season, did you think going into, you know, your, your sophomore season that, you know, I'm going to take over this league. I'm going to take over this division. I'm going to be the best player in the country. How did you set those goals? And like, what, what helped you achieve that? Um, never being satisfied is one. Um, I would think, just improving each day, um, attacking each day. Um, don't get caught up in any media, news, press, all that. Um, just stuff like that. I mean, and that's how that's how 
I feel like everyone is at Northwest. Um, our one goal is just to win. Um, we don't we don't care about individual stuff. We don't care about this or that. We don't care. We really don't care um, about stats. We don't care about nothing. Just winning. And you you find that out like when you step on campus when you have your first um, pickup game with the guys when you first get on campus when you do morning runs and workouts and stuff. Everything's competitive. Um, no one cares what you did last night you know at, at, in the game no one cares like you're in practice now like you're going to compete against me like that's that's how we are like we're going to be yeah. competitive towards each other like iron sharpens iron like yeah everyone's seen diego bernard on my team seen his athleticism his his intensity and stuff that's who i've had to go against for the past four years so i mean like having that mindset of like putting everything in the past like you're in the present like let's get better today let's compete today and like just trying to improve yourself while making other people better um that's what I felt like I did my my whole career at Northwest and that's why I feel like the culture is there that's why I felt like we were so dominant um and then especially you know we have like a great coaching staff like I said my coach I think the highest of them and then our assistant coaches work probably the hardest out of everyone um working with coach mac uh he's a great guy but it probably isn't easy he's so intense all the time then working out working with us the team um we're some goofballs but you know we'll work hard uh when it comes to that but i feel like that's why we're so dominant yeah i, I think you're kind of answering my second my next question uh with you know the, how much you how highly you've talked about the program and the coach and all that but at, at any point, you know, during the success, maybe after your first player of the year award, did you ever consider transferring, maybe going to a mid-major or something for a, a bigger challenge at any point? Um, I'm like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even okay. think about it. Everyone, everyone's asked me that. Yeah. And to this day, it's been the same answer. I like it was after that championship, the 21 championship where uh, Jonathan Giovanni uh, hit me up uh, and was like, oh, we want to do an interview with you on ESPN. And I was like, oh, like, we just won a championship. They actually getting into the D2 guys now. I was That's like, big okay. time, yeah. And so it wasn't even about the championship. He, he was like, congrats on the championship, but are you transferring? And I was wow. like, whoa. I, like, it can't call me off guard and everything. I was, I was like, whoa, I, I didn't even think about it. That's so like low-key disrespectful. You know, just out of nowhere, I was like, whoa, because I wasn't even thinking about it. It was it wasn't even in my mind uh, just to transfer. I was I was thinking I gonna play my last year. I'm going to get my degree. The, that was the first thing I wanted to do. That's the, that was my main goal was just get my degree. Basketball was, was second. I just, you know, had had fun, you know, winning is fun. So I had a lot of fun playing ball, but my getting my degree was my number one goal. Um, and that's, that was my main focus. I, I just said, Oh, I'm four years in, into this program, four years into the school, got friends, you know, the whole community loves me. I'm like, why not just finish it here? Plus I just wanted my, one of my, you know, diploma at the end of the day. Um, but when people started asking me that and Jonathan Giovanni asked me that from ESPN, I was like, Man, that's just a shocker. I was like, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, 
but honestly, I I, I wouldn't have transferred, man. Okay. I feel like my I believe my decision is still <laughs> I still stood on my decision. I felt like mm-hmm. I was I was blessed to get the opportunity um, out of a Division two um, to be where I'm at today. So for sure. So I mean, your your coach has has spoken super highly of you. I think he called you the best player in Division two history. I mean, that's that's pretty high praise when you think about some of the names that have come from D2 and, and made it to the NBA guys like Charles Oakley, Scotty Pippen, George Gervin. Like, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel like you're ready to take on the NBA? Like, you know, tell us about, about that. Maybe a little bit about your relationship with your coach. Um, I would say um, he doesn't compliment me in front of my face. That's one thing. <laughs> but uh, that's a true friend, a true coach right there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I felt like, I just worked for it. You know, I just, I, I worked, I worked a lot of, a lot of hard hours in the gym and in the weight room and just a lot, a lot of, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time. Um, and I just feel like I just try to improve myself. Um, every time I'm, I'm very intentional when I go in the, in the gym, whether it be the weight room or on the basketball court, like I want to know exactly what I'm doing I want to do it the best I can. And like, if I miss one shot, it's like, I hate it. I hate missing, I hate, hate missing more than anyone in the world. Um, but, you know, just having, having my coach uh, be that person to put me through workouts when I go back to college is, is special because he, he wants the best out of me. Um, he's going to push me to the limits. Um, and, you know, he expects, you know, the best out of me every day. And, you know, he's intense. He knows my game and stuff like that. So just working out with him is, is really good for me. Um, you know, just brings that intensity level back up, you know, feels like, feels like I'm, I'm still playing for him a little bit. feels like I'm about to put some green and white on again. Um, but, you know, just working out with him, he just reminds me of like what, what like made me who I am and, what what's keeping me there and um just my effort and my work ethic of getting up every day and putting in that work um is what's going to keep me in the nba and around the league and uh just keeps keep me on uh sight of never losing that um and just keeping that um is very special yeah it's like that's a lifelong bond that y'all have yeah. and that's i think you're you're always going to feel like you're playing for him. He's always going to be coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, after you wrapped up at, at uh, Northwest Missouri, uh, I'm assuming you jumped, jumped right into the pre-draft process. Can you tell us, you know, what that was like, you know, who did you work out for? Did I'm assuming they started to give you some feedback on, you know, where they might expect you to go, things like that. So yeah. Tell us about that. So um, I went, I went to Houston first. That was like, either late July, I think, late July or early May, something like that. Um, and then, wait, yeah, yeah. I went to two. I just went to two because I had a whole schedule. I remember I had a whole schedule filled up. I went to Houston first, went to Brooklyn the next, like, day or two after that. That was um, your second workout with the Nets, right? Yeah. And uh, both the teams liked me. I, I played pretty well. Both teams shot the shot the ball very well. 
at Houston. Shot the ball very well at uh, Brooklyn, too. Um, and then after Brooklyn, I stayed in New York with my agent. Um, he's from New York, so he got me a trainer, a weights coach, and all that. So I was out there for a week and a half or so. And during that week and a half, I got I got a call when I was back in my hotel, and he was like, hey, like, Houston really likes you. Like, like they don't want you to, you know, work out with anyone. Like, they want like they want you. Oh, wow. Okay. They want you to, like, be shut down a little bit. <laughs> I was like. It's like our little like, secret. I was like, huh. I was like, and I was skeptical because, you know, that, that's just me. That's just human nature. Just yeah, of course. Yeah. It. And I had a bunch of workouts lined up. I had a lot, a lot out on the West Coast. And I was, I just, I just didn't know what to do. I was, I was kind of not flustered, but just kind of like shocked again. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like they want to, I don't know. They wanted to take me or like some, like they just, they just kept on talking to me and told my agent, like they really want me and stuff. But like, can't work out with no one else, I guess. So I said, you know, all right. Because my agent said, what's the what's the main goal? Like, what do you want out of this whole pre-draft process? And I was like, just get signed to a team. Just know where I'm going. And he was like, well, you kind of know where you're going if, if you if you want to take this. Like, yeah, it's kind of decided, that. right? You know, they, they really like you. They have all the in, like, intent to take you, to, to just bring you on. And, you know, I just, I just, I said, you know what, it, that's, that's a good, that's what my goal was just to make the NBA, just get on a team. I don't know what it was, but I was I told my agent, yeah, let's do it. I said, yep. So canceled all my, all my other ones. Um, and yeah, they took me. Um, and I knew, I knew about it from, that was like, yeah, a long time ago, and then draft night happened, and like it was kind of it was so hard to like keep all that in. Like, just, yeah, yeah, it's like it's the biggest secret. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. No, I told my told my parents, coach, and all that, but mm-hmm. you know, just waiting that long. I didn't. I didn't play pickup with with the guys from back home. I didn't play pickup, not one on one, nothing. I was I was strictly just working out for a whole month. And trying to stay healthy, huh? Yeah, draft night <laughs> happened and got that call, said they're gonna take me. Everything came out on Twitter. Um, it was cool. And the crazy thing is, like my agent was like, Hey, yeah, they're they're gonna call you after the last guy gets picked. They're like, he was like, You can still get picked up though. I was like, What? I was like, What are you talking? He's like, Yeah, you something you're free game. Like someone could just pick you up in the draft. I was like, Did so anybody give any indication that Huh? Yeah, did anybody give you any hints or indication that they might? I know you didn't work out for any of the teams, but did, did any anything come through the grapevine through your agent or anybody that that you might get selected in the draft? Um, no, not really, not really. Um, I mean, the Nets really liked me, but they didn't have a pick at the end. Uh, I don't know if they're going to trade or something up for that or anything. But that was the only team I was. I was like, I ah, could happen. It could they did something but um yeah draft night houston called me they two-way two-way deal everything i was i was i was happy weights off my shoulders um told everybody um 
and it was just it was just cool um the whole draft process is pretty cool honestly um I feel like I've done two <laughs> I feel like I've since the 21 season and this season um just just going out to to teams going out to their practice facilities um getting getting NBA gear shorts and all that and you got compression shorts and the little tank to top keep all that stuff I hope Oh yeah, they let you keep all that, um, <laughs> which is the coolest thing, you know. Especially when a D two guy, because I'm, I had the time of my life getting all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you get you get gear and stuff. You go have a workout for an hour, an hour and a half or so. Um, you shoot, you shoot a lot. You um, do a little workout, get a little sweat going, um, do a bunch of combine stuff. Every every team's going to do that you do combine stuff before um you do like the three quarters court sprint the land mm-hmm. agility vert all that stuff um and i mean you just compete you play three on three there's six people at a workout and um it's it's fine it's, it's just fine honestly um and that's that's pretty much draft process for me so i mean pr- pretty shortly after you got signed you, you started playing in the summer league so you know, what, what was the biggest difference between D2 and then going to the summer league? Um, the fans. Okay. <laughs> the arena, the arena size. Um, I remember, I remember like the first, very first game um, when we were running out the tunnel and I remember just seeing like everyone, just hearing the noise, like just the buzz of, of the whole, you know, arena and just hearing everyone and I'm, seeing people courtside i'm seeing famous people and like you know legends i've seen Derek fisher and chauncey billups there i was i was just like and i was just amazed at everyone that was there like i've been watching summer league since i was a kid and just to be in it you know was was crazy to me um definitely a special moment felt like a movie uh just running (laughs) out running out for that first first game and doing layup lines um I would say the crowd is the biggest, biggest thing. Um, so the speed um, of the game, the intensity, all that um, stuff felt, felt the same, felt good. I mean, you played um, well, so. It's, it's not the, I wouldn't say it's the same. I feel like, I feel like um, athleticism definitely different. You know, you got athletes, you got taller athletes. Um, yeah. I feel like the speed of the game is, 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 is a little bit, a little bit more, um, I just think I'm a, I'm a smart player. I feel like, and watch a lot of film. <laughs> I'm, I love film. I'm a film junkie. Um, and I just, I, I, I kind of know where people are supposed to be, where, where they're going on, on offense and stuff like that. So when I'm on offense, I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel calm and stuff. Defense is just, you know, will your will yeah yeah, and focus and all that yeah if you want to if you want to get a stop you can get a stop like if someone said there's money on the line you're going to get a stop yeah you know what i mean so a contract on the line for some guys yeah yeah there was (laughs) and i feel like the speed of the game is a little bit faster but if you know the game well then you know where people are supposed to be and are going to be and you kind of can manipulate that just a little bit um and then again, I feel like my shooting helped me a lot because if I, if I pump fake more, which I regret not doing, I wish I pumped fake more in summer league, but if I pump fake more, I, I feel like I could have opened a lot of things up for a lot of other people and myself. But um, 
it was it was fun playing. It is it is a difference. Um, there's just you know D two and D two D one and NBA are just different. Like you know, just different. I won't. I don't want to say levels because you know, everyone knows that's obvious. But it's just different type of games. Honestly, like it's 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 honestly just different type of of, of basketball game. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you're watching, it feels like like a different sport entirely with the, the rotations, yeah. the spacing, things like yeah. that. You know, yeah, especially <laughs> the spacing. Yeah, yeah. When you uh, you said you were a film junkie, um, when you're watching film, are there are there guys that you mold your game after? Um. I won't say I mold. I would say um, I kind of see how they how they get shots, how they play defense. Like, what do they do? Um, you know how people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna take that move from that guy and take this move." From... I'm really, I'm really not like that. Um, unless it's like really, really useful. Um, I, I watch a lot of Fred VanVleet, Jalen Brunson, Steve Nash, Chris Paul, Dame Lillard, Steph. Um, just see how they manipulate defenses and, you know, get their shot off their, their like footwork off screens and how they get loose and how they uh, set up to use a ball screen. Um, and just, you know, their different styles of play and uh, just seeing how they are, how they are, you know, I mean, just seeing how, how their superstar status Um is is very useful to me um and then i also watch um some overseas some overseas basketball um and because they're they're extremely smart people don't understand how good overseas ball is i think nba is is a hundred steps above but you watch some good leagues over there uh they can play they can for sure play um and they're extremely smart and it's just just fun to watch some of them yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I was gonna say I did get a little bit of Fred VanVleet, Jalen Brunson from watching your highlights. So I, I mean, I know you're not stealing moves, but I can see. I saw some of the similarities in the game when I was watching. So it's, it's definitely thought, translating. I actually thought Goran Dragic. I thought you're like a really crafty, really crafty finisher at the rim. Uh, maybe it's because you're left-handed too, but that's, a, <laughs> that's what it, could I was it could be lefties. Yeah. Um, you've you've accomplished quite a bit already like in the in division two you had a, a, lot, a lot of fun a lot of success um you draft dra- signed by the nba uh what have you found most you sound surprised talking about it what have you found to be the most surprising part of it and what about it i guess is so surprising to you of the whole thing um the whole thing's most surprising it could be was it when Woj tweeted about you was it when they called your name <laughs> was it winning uh, those championships um like my whole career like just like from college to uh, what stands out to you i guess like when you first what comes to mind um i don't even know just all of them honestly just the nba in general like you like NBA is a dream of all basketball players. You know what I mean? Like just here in NBA, like I think the biggest thing uh, you go on, you go on Google right now, type in Rockets roster, go on NBA.com or whatever. You click on Rockets roster and, and I see my name. I don't have no picture up yet, but you see my name. And I'm like, what? I'm, every time I'm like, what? Like how? I'm just like, there's no way. And I'm, I'm extremely blessed. Hey, 
all glory to God. But that that is just crazy. Just seeing the NBA in my name and just seeing like I came from Manhattan, Kansas, like you're not you're not hearing a lot of people. You're not hearing a lot of people from there. Um, I'm six foot, you know, not skinny, not 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 super athletic guard from D2 in the NBA. Um I'm just extremely blessed and still shocked by that. But, you know, it is what it is. All glory to the man upstairs. That's, that's I, the biggest surprise. I looked this up. So hopefully when you do uh, get your, your your first minutes in the NBA, you'll be the first player from Northwest Missouri State to play in the NBA. So that's that's quite an achievement. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully it will be quite an achievement. Uh, so, uh, so you're on a two-way contract. So, you know, for the – most people should know, <laughs> but what that means obviously is that you're on the, the G league team, the Rockets G league affiliate um, and the Rockets themselves. So, I mean, there's been a ton of guys that I've you know read about and that we've seen come up from a two-way contract to getting guaranteed deals, even big money deals, you know, guys like Lou Dort, Alex Caruso, uh, I think Duncan Robinson. So do you take some inspiration from what these guys have done? Do you, have you talked to anybody, maybe like a Gary Payton second, somebody like that or, has anybody reached out to you, perhaps? Um, one of my one of my friends from back home. He actually works with the with the Nuggets. Um, he's supposed to get me connected with uh, Isaiah Thomas um, soon. That's probably the only only guy I've heard of. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of the D two guys that you know, or D two or two way guys that have been in the league or have gotten two way contracts and you know stepped up and got a real contract, got a standard contract. Um, I talked to Jose Alvarado at Summer League because, you know, we, we played together in Memphis um, during pre-draft in 2021, 20, uh, I, I think. And, uh, you know, just seeing those guys succeed and, and you know, have a name for themselves and really compete and show people that they belong, um, very inspirational, um, very motivational, honestly. Um, and I mean, they just, they just, you know, add fuel to that fire. They just add fuel to the fire. And, you know, I just want to improve myself and one day, you know, be like them and make a name for myself. I'm very fascinated by uh, the experience you've had so far. How long did you wait to Google yourself after you were drafted uh, by the Rockets? <laughs> um, so the first time, like it wasn't even me. I was I was back in uh back at college, back at school with my coach working out, and like I said, he's a he's a the, the the film junkie. Like he'll watch film all day, every day, all night, won't go to sleep. Um, so I was watching film with him, and we were, he was talking about yeah. So who's who's on the roster? Like, do they add anyone from summer league? Do they do all that? I was like, I have no idea. And so when I was saying like NBA, go to Rockets roster, that's when, that's what he did. He said, typed it in Rockets roster. I seen my name, no picture up. It's all right. I was like, I was like, Whoa, we got to talk to somebody about that. Get a yeah, started, George on that. I started laughing. <laughs> I started laughing. Cause I was like, there's no way. I was like, I was like, there's no way like this is real, but I just, I guess I just got to get used to it. I just got to get used to that, that, you know, just, my name being on the Rockets roster um, and, you know, hopefully it's there for, for a minute, but uh, it's just crazy seeing, seeing that on online. 
Trevor Hudgens' favorite teammate is who so far? Favorite teammate is who? Uh, uh, let's see. I honestly like them all. They're they're hilarious. The Rockets group is hilarious. Um, I can't pick right now. I just can't because they're all funny. They're all funny in their own way. All hilarious. Um, all great players. Um, and I'm I'm excited to get back to work tomorrow and see all them all them goofballs. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun being around the guys. That's a very diplomatic answer. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to <laughs> single anyone out from college or, or pros. Understood. I respect it. So playing, like being on on this stage, you mentioned Summer League, seeing a couple of guys. Has there anyone that you were just so starstruck? Like who has starstruck you the most? You were going to hide behind somebody's leg if you saw that move. You see this just like, oh, my God, that's such and such. I, I'm shaking. Um, I would say... I would say uh, it was Chauncey Billups. <laughs> uh, I had his jersey when I was a kid and everything. Like when I say I, I used to watch NBA before college stuff and everything I did, I watched, I had NBA TV and all that. Like I was, I was watching games, um, I, you know, championship, Chauncey Billups, just big shot. Like I was walking out of the game. I remember and he was in the tunnel and like face lit up. I was like a little kid on Christmas. I was like, no way. I was just ear to ear smiling. He saw me. He was, he probably was like, man, this kid's excited. But <laughs> I stuck my hand out. He shook my hand. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm a huge fan. He's like, appreciate it. Like, good luck. And I just kept on going. I was like, yeah, that made my day. Um, but yeah, that's the only, only like person I kind of like got excited to see. Um, I saw Derek Fisher. I mean, he's one of the greats. Um, and then, you know, just, Current NBA players saw Dame and all that um, in the tunnel and stuff. Saw Gary Payton the second, um, and yeah, that was that was it was pretty cool summer league seeing all these people. How much of a trash talk are you on the court? How much do you get into it with with other guys with the referees? Um, don't talk to the referees. Um, I really don't. I really don't talk trash. Um, those who know me don't they know that I don't talk trash. Um I think I want like just thinking about this past season in college. Um I mean, there's probably been like two times that I've that I've even responded to someone. Like normally I just let them talk and just keep on talking and talk and I'm just I'm just chilling. Like I'm just playing ball. I, I like to, you know, have my game speak for itself type of guy that's me um but you know i think i've talked i talked in my double a championship I, I, and i talked uh during a loss too uh we lost uh uco uh they hit like a little like a little game winner over us and all that and yeah i i had a shot to go into overtime and i was talking after that but we lost and i talked too early but um yeah, I really don't. I really don't. Lesson talk learned. Trash. I mean, I really don't talk trash. Um, I just like playing. Well, if it's if it's like not an official game, but we're playing pickup or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm if, like if we're practicing, and I'm like, if you're on my team, and it's five on five or something, like I'm talking trash to you. Like I will talk trash to you, but a real game setting, I don't, I don't talk trash. 
Who's the player you loved playing against the most in college? In college, um, Tyler Guyman, probably. Tyler Guyman, um, he, he is, he's from uh, Washburn, and uh, everyone that knows Northwest, D2 basketball and Washburn, we went at it. Yeah. Probably tied our series the last two years and everything. Um, they, they beat us in the MIAA championship at our place with a buzzer beater in my face. I remember Tyler. Um, but, yeah, I remember him from AAU from being little kids and stuff in Kansas City. Um, actually played on his team for one one or two games for a weekend. I was done with my team, and his dad, like, called me over and everything. I was like, hey, you want to play with us for a little bit? I was like, yeah, might as well. So we actually played together for two games in a tournament one time. Um, but, no, he's, he's a great competitor. Um, composure of that whole team is good. Great coach um, and Coach Ballard. Um, love playing against those guys because I feel like they brought the best out of us. I felt like we brought the best out of them. Um, and all the games were good. I mean, like, like most of those games are, like, under five-point games. Like, it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's probably, that's probably the first name that pops up. Player that Trevor Hudgens had trouble against, like, they guarded you well. They guarded me well. You're like this guy. You're like, yeah, it's this guy again. Uh, can I have my own teammate, Diego Bernard? I'll put him up there. Um, I feel like our schemes for real games are, you know, based on how the people guard, you know, us and to get me free from stuff. So I felt like my teammates did a really good job getting me open and find me to pass me the ball and stuff like that. So I would say in practice, in practice, yeah, Diego Bernard, um, and I'll say Isaiah Jackson too. He's, they're both still there. Um, great on ball defenders, great on ball, quick hands, quick feet, very physical too. Um, yeah, it's, it's not really that fun to go against them for a couple hours a day. Um, especially when you get used to each other and you know what each other do. And, and it's just, it's just, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good defenders. So, uh, I don't know if I have any more basketball questions. You're from Kansas. I, I need to know. You mentioned you love going out with your friends. You're going. You're hungry. Where are you going? What are you ordering? Um, man, that, that's a good question. Uh, um, let's see. So, if if it's just me, if it's just me, I'm going to Chipotle every. I can go to Chipotle every day. I can. I can just do it. Um, I'm the type of person I could eat at one place every single day and not, you know, not worry. Um, if I'm, if I'm going, you know, with, with, you know, maybe two or three people, double date, my girl, something like that. I'll go to so long, uh, saloon. It's in Aggieville. Um, they have great raspberry bean dip. They're like known for it. Everyone gets it. Um, I get the peanut butter burger from there. Oh yeah. It has like sriracha. So yeah. I seen, I've seen you. I've seen your eyebrow raise. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. It's the first time I ever had peanut butter on a burger. It was there. That sounds like an endorsement deal in the works right here. Yeah, they need to, they need to. <laughs> I'll, I'll vouch for it. Um, if I'm with my, if I'm with my boys and stuff and we're just, you know, grabbing probably, I don't know. There's, there's Wingstop, 
we, we eat anything, honestly, Wingstop or, uh, yeah, that's probably, that's probably the place, honestly, we probably go. Then, um, something fancy, I'll probably go to Umi's, it's a Japanese steakhouse, the, they cook in front of you, the fire and all that stuff, that stuff. So that's pretty good. Um, Sunday brunch, wine dive or bourbon and baker. It's kind of, kind of, I would say, I'd say it's not in the same areas as um, Umi's, but it's a little down the road. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Some good dining right there. Hell yeah. Um, uh, eater. I like it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. As an athlete, like how, like I, I read that offensive tackles eat over 8,000 calories a day, uh, which is because they have to stay fat, basically yeah. protect the quarterback. Uh, but it sounds like you're pretty liberal with eating, but is that something you have to be mindful of? You're like, I'm going to work it out anyway. I'm going to get myself into shape by nature. Like how, how much do you have to think about that? Um, I actually think about it a lot, um, but I'm not like, like one of those strict eaters. I'm not. So me, I like what I eat and what I eat, like pre-draft process and what I still eat to this day. Like if I go home or I'm in, you know, up at school, my college, um, I love like chicken. I like salmon. I like rice. I like, I'm really not a picky eater. I, I eat vegetables and stuff like that. Really just that those are my go-tos. Um, but you know, I'm not just going to just limp myself. I'm not just on like a strict diet. Like I would say I'm smart about it, but like every once in a while, you know, when I'm back home, you know, I kind of want to eat something that I never get or I'll never have every, every day. Like I'll never see this place ever again, but you know, not that, not that strict on, on, on my little diet I have, but I try to try to keep it mindful of um, a professional athlete and I need to be able to, you know, (laughs) run and and run and jump at the highest level I can and, and continue to keep pushing. It's funny. I heard Jermaine O'Neal. Did you hear Jermaine O'Neal's Miami Heat story? About his body fat? Yeah, about his body fat. He's, <laughs> he found himself looking into his cabinet and staring at the Oreos and yeah. was like, I can't live my life like this. Uh, yeah, the, are man. the Rockets? What's that? Sorry. He said I was a great, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal said, I'm a grown man. <laughs> I can't be living my life like this. Yeah, the Rockets haven't, haven't said anything. We have a nutritionist and all that. And we have chefs actually um, at the, at the gym and, they do a phenomenal job. Um, love every everything they make. Everything they make is, is real healthy and stuff. So I eat I eat that every day. Um, and you know I feel I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm in decent shape. Um, feel like I'm you know ready to ready to play the game. What's Trevor Hudgens watching on on streaming these days? On streaming, oh we, um. So the thing about me is I'm very diverse in music and in movies. Yeah. I watch I watch about everything. Um I watch about everything and I listen to about everything. Um I don't even know what I watched last. I think when I was back at school, I was staying with my my college teammates and they're rewatching Outer Banks. We also watched uh Mississippi Burning for the first time. Um good movies. Else? uh what else do we watch oh we we uh started watching um the hills have eyes 
uh, um, just to see how bad it was and uh, see how bad the, the acting was and all that and all those. So just kind of goofy. You know, we make we make jokes while we watch and stuff and be like, oh, like we're very sarcastic and stuff like that when we watch it. And we just, like I said, everyone's goofballs. So it's pretty fun watching movies and shows with them. Yeah, it's so bad it's good. You can't can't help yeah, but laugh at it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man. So yeah, I wanted to uh just ask you probably one last question before we wrap up here. But I mean, you seem like a very goal-oriented oriented person, you're super motivated. You know, going into your rookie year, you know, do you have a maybe a list of goals written down? Is it some kind of something that you've thought about? What what are your goals for this season, essentially? Um I would say this is I feel like this year is kind of like my my first year after being a red shirt um I feel like I'm just trying to do the best I can um and see what I need to improve on um just kind of taking it pretty much day by day just trying to attack the day and just learning from each day um whether whether it be like what how how can I finish um in the paint? Um, how can I get my shot off quicker? How could I how could I, you know, find someone better? How could I come off the screen better? Just learning each and every day um how to better myself for the next day. Um that's that's pretty much my goal is to improve myself every day, learn something every single day. Um because like we said in the beginning of, of this, um, the games are different. Games are, are pretty different. Speed is is a little bit more. The, the athleticism, the size, um, you know, just trying to figure out how to how to get my shot off, how to get people involved, how to how to set people up, how to do all sorts of stuff. And this is this is kind of what I told the Rockets when I went to the workout, and you know. In uh, those pre-draft workouts, you have interviews at the end of everything. And I kind of just told him, like, I'm just going to try to get better every day. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the older players on the Rockets team, even as a rookie. I'm 23. Um, yeah, it's a super young like, team. Super young team. Like, this is just where my maturity kicks in from being a fifth-year senior at a D2. Um, just improving. Um and always bringing that that same intensity, same effort, same focus each and every day to practice. Um, it's really big. That's that's probably my main goal is just stay consistent, be be myself, uh, and don't let up. It is is honestly my goal. I mean that's that's what's got you here. So I I, I dig the attitude. <laughs> Well, cool, you're man. really chill man i'm sure everybody tells you that you have the calmest demeanor <laughs> yeah everyone, everyone everyone says that i mean i'm i'm a happy guy i like i like being you know like goofy and stuff like that um never never up and down man never up and down just just happy to be here well, congratulations on all your success um, and, and for hope wish you more success in the future. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. I really appreciate your time today, man. Thank you for agreeing to do, do this and you know, accepting an invite from a random dude 
that came up to you at the airport <laughs> in Las <Yeah>. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you, man. Good luck. Um, if you're on the G League team, if you're on the, the Vipers, I'll be sure to check you out when you come out to uh, Stockton. Uh, and if you're on the Rockets, then we'll check you out when you come to the Chase Center to play the Warriors. Yes, sir. Sure. Cool, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks again to Trevor Hudgens, uh, rookie with the Houston Rockets and Rio Grande Valley Vipers for taking some time out of a super busy schedule to chat with us about his uh, journey coming up in, in Manhattan, Kansas, playing D2 ball, conquering D2 ball, uh, playing in the summer league and then the pre-draft process and all that. Uh, we wish him the best of luck and hopefully we'll have him on again at some point during the season. Uh, so make sure to check us out. Follow us on all social platforms at 4040VisionPod on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, make sure to check out our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated, y'all. Don't your pants with the anchor and wait for my just don't anchor. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, girl. Hold your pants in the anchor and wait for my just don't anchor. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody